Well, hey everyone, welcome to the Pastors in Transition podcast. I'm your host, Ben DeStefano. Today we're gonna hear from Vance Martin from the Slingshot Group. Slingshot helps churches find the right leader and build remarkable teams. They take the guesswork out of nonprofit and church staffing. Vance is the Vice President of Next Gen Staffing and Coaching at Slingshot and made the transition himself from working in the church to now helping staff the church. You know, sometimes as we transition from one ministry to another or from the ministry to the marketplace, we need to hear from someone who's been there and done that. I hope that our conversation today begins to bring you hope, help, and healing as you discover your next steps. Here's my conversation with Vance Martin. Well, Vance, welcome to the podcast, man. How are things in sunny Florida these days? Well, you nailed it, man. It's sunny Florida. So, I mean, it's like, it's going to be 91 today. So it's, it's March and going to be 91 in Florida. I know you're jealous, but that's just the way it is. You just got to live with it, Ben. That's awesome. Uh, For the record, I am recording in Northwest Pennsylvania, where on uh, three days ago, it was 27 degrees and we had three inches of snow on the ground. So yeah, yeah I am a little jealous. Right. I, would, I would love to uh, visit down there again sometime soon. Well, thanks for joining us. And uh, I'm just so happy uh, to have you on the podcast. Vance, you and I met uh, kind of in a random way, quote unquote, air quotes, random way. I was down in Florida a month ago, watching my son play baseball with his college team. I was staying with friends who had relocated from uh, Pennsylvania to Florida, and they they happened to go to a small group uh, hosted by a guy named Vance, and Vance worked for Slingshot Group. And I was shocked because uh, six months ago, when I started with Pastors in Transition, uh, we talked about connecting with Slingshot Group. Uh, because of what you guys bring to the table for pastors and families as they're looking for transition. And I thought this is not quote unquote random. This is God led. So I quickly texted you that night, late that night. And we set up a meeting because I was scheduled to leave Orlando um, within two days. And you graciously uh, met, met us for coffee at Starbucks paid for it. So I owe you one. I'll be back down. I'll buy a coffee. Come on, man. I'll Um, I'll receive that. (laughs) (laughs) But it was great. It was, and it was a great opportunity to hear more about Slingshot and invite you to the podcast. Give us an overview of the Slingshot group. And then more specifically, what's your role there? Yeah. Um, Well, I would agree with you, Ben. The church, the church is, it's a small world and it's amazing how the uh, you did the air quotes random god kind of orchestrated all of that and we would we literally would not be doing this right now if if that right, wouldn't have right. happened probably uh slingshot is uh as a ministry that partners with churches and, and nonprofits and we really do two primary things our our goal is to build uh remarkable teams through staffing and coaching and uh so we we, if a church is looking for a lead pastor or a worship pastor, kids pastor, we come alongside of them and uh, offer a process that is a, is a coaching process between the church and candidates, help them connect with candidates. And kind of our secret sauce is the people that work with Slingshot uh, are 
either in or were in in ministry in the area that they're serving churches. So we're structured like a large local church. I'm our vice president of next gen, which means I get to oversee all of our uh, team that does the coaching and staffing for kids, students, family ministry, and all of our team. There's 16 of us on that team. We all come from that background, family ministry, student ministry, kids ministry. And that's the same for all of our other um, divisions and teams as well. So we're able to have that firsthand experience of what is it like to work in this ministry? If I was a candidate, what would I be looking for in this church so we can represent both sides um, right. through through the process? So, yeah, so my role is to lead that team and coach them and and help, help, uh, help them as we're serving right now. We have 77 um, searches in next gen that we're doing. Wow. Um, we've got about 300, uh, overall and, uh, in all of slingshot. And so, uh, we've got a lot of, a lot of people that we're touching and, and I like to tell our team that what we get to do, it's, uh, we're helping change and alter the future of a family and also be a part of shifting the trajectory of a church, you know? So yeah. a family's life, a pastor's life is changed, given a new opportunity, and because of their influence, that church will never be the same. So it's pretty cool what we get to do. Yeah, that's awesome. And and it really is true, and it really rings true of what Pastors in Transition is trying to do uh, on, the, on the back end as well, because pastors who have gone through transition with their families, their life is changing. Yes. And they're yeah. trying to figure out what's next. They're trying to you know, depending on where they are in the process and how healthy the transition has been, they're either in panic mode, stability mode, or deep search mode. And they've got to, they need, they need help along the way. That's what we're trying to do. And it's conversations like these with organizations like yours that I think help give the, the tangible practical tools to say, Hey, you know, here's somebody I can partner with. That's going to help me. Yeah. I don't have to do this alone. Is that right? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. That's you know, that's why I left local church ministry. It wasn't really to be, um, well, I never, honestly never felt a calling to do this. God kind of sneakily did it where I was, had both a feet in both worlds and then shifted over to doing this. But, um, you know, the reason that what gets me up in the morning is seeing that transformation, the healing, someone that is in that a tr season of transition, find a healthy place and get a new life in, in ministry. And then helping those churches connect with people that they could have never connected with on their own, uh, is pretty, right. it's pretty special. So you mentioned your, your pastoral ministry before in the past, in your past life. So what was, what was your pastoral ministry background and path before you joined Slingshot? Yeah, so I have a really interesting background. I was born into ministry. Essentially, my uh, dad and mom uh, were kids evangelists, and uh, so traveled all over the country. And they would do family services at a church uh, Sunday through Wednesday night. Pack up, go to the next city, and do it all over again. And so I grew up in children's ministry, and then felt a personal call to ministry at the age of twelve. And just never looked back, just went for it and then started working full time in the local church when I was 17 and worked in five different churches, 
until about uh, seven and a half years ago uh, when I took on this role full-time at Slingshot. So started off as leading our children's team at Slingshot and then 2009 moved into the vice president of NextGen role. So my primary ministry in the church was in kids, students, and family ministry. Uh, so did that for about 15 years in the local church and churches in Texas and, and uh, Chicago, Florida. And uh, yeah, so that's, that's kind of my ministry background. Yeah. And I think it's helpful uh, to know that and to know that that slingshots made up with people just like you, Yeah, because the, the, the people, the pastors, the families that are looking for change want to know that, that the people, the company that they're working with gets it. Like they get, yes, they understand uh, what it's like to be in the trenches. They understand what it's like to go through uh, the ups and downs of ministry, the ups and downs of change. They understand what it's like to go through a season of COVID um, in the church and how to, mm -hmm. how to navigate that. And we're seeing now how pastors and churches are responding post COVID. Yeah. We've mentioned a few times on this podcast, uh, we've, we've mentioned the, the phrase, the great resignation, and, yeah. and we're seeing it applied to churches and pastors. Mm -hmm. What kind of changes have you seen in the demand or the search in, in pastoral ministry as it's come through, as we, as we've come through the COVID, the COVID era? Yeah, it, it is really remarkable, you know, having done this vocationally, um, really this in the search space for seven years, the last, you know, two, two and a half years since the beginning of COVID have dramatically shifted things. Um, I mean, it's a huge swing. Um, some of the research that I saw recently from Barna group was that so that 1500 pastors are walking away from ministry every month. Yeah. And I think what we're seeing is there's, uh, there is a disproportionate need for pastors versus the supply of pastors. Um, mm. and kind of what we're seeing as we're, you know, digging in with even these candidates or as we're coming into a church and trying to fill a vacancy, there's a, there seems to be kind of a, a hot spot in older millennials and early Xers. So like people, pastors that are 35 to like 40, 42, early, you know, early forties, couple kids, they just had the most difficult two and a half years of ministry they're worn out, they're burnout, and they are uh, feeling that they can fulfill the call of God on their life, doing something in the marketplace and just volunteering in their church, making more money, um, and not having to deal with the stress and pressure of, of church. And so it's interesting, you know, if you think about... Um, it's almost as if it, before you had all these pieces on, on the the chess God's chessboard, and uh -huh. you know maybe maybe before it was this this pastor was retiring, and then this this next pastor would move into that role, and there'd be a procession moving forward, people coming into ministry and moving from the you know from from uh, entry level roles. Uh, maybe even kids or student ministry and they starting in ministry and everybody just kind of shifts up. 
but what we're seeing is then you're you're taking this huge amount of pieces off of that chessboard and suddenly that parade of pastors just gets has been shifted way up so mm. so in other words if i'm a you know if i'm a church of you know 500 and i wanted to hire a student pastor well the student pastor that i could have hired 3 years ago could have had you know a few years of experience they would have graduated bible college but that person has passed them by in the pastoral parade. Now they're getting opportunities to be executive pastors, lead pastors. And so that church is left with people that have little to no experience because, again, of the supply and demand. And so we're seeing a lot more people that are in a, in a more difficult season of ministry, less qualified, having to step into um, ministry because of such a lack of experienced pastors and so many walking away from ministry right now. What do you, what do you attribute the lack of supply, the walking away, the, maybe the, the colleges, these universities, the seminaries, not having uh, stronger graduating classes of the next, you know, entry-level pastor. Maybe that's an unfair question. I don't know. It's it's kind of hard. It's going to be nebulous, perhaps. But yeah, what's your sense? What's your gut? I don't think we've seen. I don't think there's a the. Um, I don't know that the the you know the amount of pastors coming into. If we're talking about this parade. I don't know that there's a less people coming into it as it is much that there are more vacancies. Um, you know, there's, there's a, there's a greater need that the volume of that out outpaces, it's outpacing the amount of pastors coming in and the roles that are being vacated are highly experienced roles. You know, it's, you know, if, if you're in your late thirties, early forties, and it's not just exclusive to that, I think that's just what we're the, the majority of the people that we're seeing walk away from ministry. That's right, the age right. group and, and experience they're in, you know, they're, they're lead pastors, executive pastors, campus pastors. Some are student pastors that that are at you know mid-sized to large churches walking away. And how, who do you, who do you backfill that with? Who do you right. you know if there's that many people walking away? So I'm I I think there probably is a it's a it is a supply issue. Yes, we need more, but it's only been. Um, heightened because of the extreme quick way that the demand has risen it has not kept pace with the demand so so what will have to happen to for it to equalize is either is going to have to be a huge influx of people coming in or once everything settles people that are less experienced are going to begin to fill fill those roles and things could equalize so there's a problem on both sides there is a supply right, right. issue. Yes. I don't think that's as great of an issue as the demand issue. The demand has gone way up because of the exodus of, of pastors and leaders in the church. Hmm. Are there any, as you, as you are watching the parade go through and you're filling those roles and you're working with churches to fill roles, are there common narratives that you see coming from the churches and the pastors that you work with? And, and coupled with that, are churches now in a position where they have to change some of their expectations and assumptions? And, mm -hmm. and 
And with that couple, like go to the other side of the table, are pastors, do they have a little more freedom, flexibility, or leverage to ask things that maybe they would have never asked for before? Yeah. Yes. To all of those things. And I would say, uh, we're seeing what's being asked of pastors is a lot more, you know, essentially we created a new, for some, a whole new paradigm of doing ministry in a digital age where that was, that was all we had that hasn't gone away. So now that, that, you know, traditional, you know, air quotes, traditional ministry is coming back in person. Digital ministry didn't leave. That's still a part. So it, it wasn't a one for one trade trade off. There's more expectations, whether you're in kids ministry, student ministry, you're a campus pastor, you know, lead pastor, worship pastor. There are digital environments that you have to minister in now on top of the in-person gatherings that you're doing. So there's more required of churches and, and they're seeing church pastors and churches are seeing less fruit or the things that they would measure things by that there's less outcome. So there's more work with less fruit seemingly, um, mm -hmm. in churches. And so I think that, again, that's, that's compounding the issue that we just talked about of pastors, pastors leaving, um, it's also, you know, for our team, as we're partnering with the church, it is really difficult to help a church get to, to reshift their expectations of when they're hiring somebody, who can they hire? Um, I tell my team all the time that uh, what we do is we connect our friends with our new friends, but our job is managing expectations. Mm -hmm. So when a church gives us a laundry list of, Hey, we want this, we want this, we want this. We, we, we having to come in and say, okay, yes, that's part of what an old paradigm you could have asked for that. You could have made all those filters, but there's nobody who you want, who you just described doesn't want you right now. Mm -hmm. They don't want that role. And so there is a, there, we're having to help churches recalibrate their ex, their expectations. Again, where are you at on on the parade route? And that's going to determine the the level and the type of candidate that's going to be attracted to um, this role. And so then helping them supplement that, we're doing a lot of coaching, where it's okay. You're going to have to get somebody that's less qualified, but can you absorb that with? you know, can we support them with coaching for three to six months and help them close right. that gap? Or are there people there on your staff that we can work strategically to help supplement the fact that you, you know, what you think you need um, and what you want uh, don't align with who you're, you're going to get. And so that's on the church side, on the pastor side, you know, we, because the supply and demand is so far off, they are in the driver's seat. You know, they are, they're the home, home sellers right now, if you will. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and they, they can be choosy. And I think one of the things that is standing out for pastors looking right now that we are seeing like I never have before is a very strict geographical location or region. And sometimes a city I'm, we're moving here. A lot of it is stability and family. Right. That yeah. has become the primary filter for a pastor 
that's that's above all and even to hey we are moving there and if there's a church job that fits that and is there great and if not i'm gonna sell insurance we're gonna work in that city and right, so right so there's less pastors but the pastors that are looking typically have a a a, a stricter um geographical location of where they're wanting to go um, I think what they're looking for as well is stability in the church and relationships with their supervisor. That is becoming more important than ever before. Uh, you know, who, who is it that I'm going to work for? And what is this, you know, it, it is this, this, this relationship is the make or break. Um, right. So candidates are firmly in the driver's seat. We're seeing this, it's driving up uh, salaries. You know, we're going, mm -hmm. churches are having to be competitive um, with one another. So, yeah, it's it's definitely um, changed the dynamics and the, the hiring climate of the church and what churches are looking for and what pastors are looking for as well. Yeah. Have you have you sensed that churches are more are are more receptive to changing their criteria or expectations or is that is, do you, is that an uphill battle? It's definitely an uphill battle. Um, I mean, I'm having these conversations a lot. And I think on the front end, churches are very agreeable and they go, yeah, and we get it totally. And then when we actually enter into the process with the church, they go, oh, you actually, you actually meant like we thought, are you sure we're pretty cool? I mean, are you sure there's not, I mean, have you seen how amazing we are? And that's the thing. Every church is amazing and unique. Right, um, right. And so that's what we're trying to do to represent these churches is, is what makes them special and, and unique. But they are definitely pushing back. You know, when we go through our process and we present candidates, that's where the real conversation happens. They're very agreeable yeah. until they get, oh, this is this is the level of candidate. This is who wants me. Are you sure? And so definitely having to recalibrate those expectations then. And, and, um, I think most churches are, you know, they, they eventually come around to it, but it is definitely a process, uh, for, for churches. What great insight from Vance Martin and the slingshot group. That's just part one of my conversation with Vance. Come back next time as we pick up that conversation and hear more practical steps and ideas on how we can make our transitions from church to church and churches to the marketplace. And don't forget to check out everything that Pastors in Transition offers as a ministry and a support. Everything from private prayer support to counseling, mediation, mentoring, and even peer counseling. Check everything out at our website, pastorsintransition.net. That's pastorsintransition.net. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button, the follow button, and the alert bell on this podcast so you don't miss an episode. I hope that our time today begins to bring you hope, help, and healing as you discover your next steps.